Hey everyone, it's your boy Vic Ocean. Thanks for tuning in to So What Now, the best podcast on the East Coast. Um, for today's guest, we got a very special homie. He's been listening since day one. Uh, we went to the same high school. He's a big time bro. Luis Asmudia. How you doing, bro? Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Hey, living my life, man. How you been? Good, good. You? You know, good, bro. You know, just finished school. I'm working a lot, so can't complain. That's what's up. Yeah, man. So thanks for being a guest on our episode today. So um, just before we start, if you could just uh, tell us a little about yourself, um, like where you went to high school, what do you do now, what do you like to do on your free time? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, well, I went to high school with Vic, graduated class of 2015. We went to the tech. I graduated from electrical. You know, I'm an electrician in the making. Uh, right now, I'm working at a place called Ducom Electric. I don't know if y'all ever noticed those 18-wheelers that come to the gas stations that drop off the gas in the tanks below the place. Mm-hmm. So where those trucks go to fuel up is where I work at. Oh, sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an industrial That's... electrician at the moment. That that sounds dangerous. It, it for some part it is, but you know it's it's a job and it's pays really well, especially since it's what I like to do. Good. So, um, what do you like to do, like um, on your free time or anything like that? Well, right now my free time is being spent with a lot of studying, preparing myself for my electrical test to get my license. Uh, be- besides that, it's just a lot of hanging out with the guys. <clears throat> Or hanging out with my family and just, you know, doing whatever comes my way. Good. Um, can you give us like a little bit about the background of the process of how you become an electrician and why you chose to, to follow electrical? Yeah. So originally it started off when I went to high school. I was going to the tech. I was like, oh, I'm going to be a, I'm gonna, I'm going to be a mechanic. I wanted to work on cars. That was my main goal. I told my dad, like, yo, I'm going to be a mechanic. This, this, and this, and I got to the tech. I had, uh, I went to the, tra- I went to go to what is it? Automotive. That's what it's called. They went. They took me to automotive. I sat down with the teachers. I told them I wanted this shop, and they're like, "Yeah, well, we like you," and whatever. Then, they're an exploratory. They took me to electrical, and I fell in love with everything in there. It was wires. It was real construction work. It was just. It was live. <laughs> I love the people in there. The teachers were really good. But besides that, they taught me to become a good electrician. You need to be clean and you have to have workmanlike manners. I like that. Yeah, and that's funny thing about that is that's actually one of the um, rules to be an electrician in the code book. So one requirement would be like a high school degree. So then once you're in high school and you start working, how is it that you um, get your license, per se? So to get your license, you need 600 classroom hours with a certified teacher. Doesn't necessarily mean you need a high school degree. You can go to anywhere. You can go to like a Peterson school, a night school, or anybody that's willing to give you at least 600 classroom hours of reading the code book, understanding it, learning what to do for certain situations. And once you finish all your work, uh, your classroom hours, then it goes on to your 
working hours, which you need 8,000, which I just happened to finish like two months ago. What? 8,000 hours. I've been working and going to class since high school, but my first electrical job was in like 2015. That's that's wild. And, you know, I think hours. I think that's really impressive because like me and Christian, you know, we both went to college. So yeah. it's kind of like it's hard for both of us to kind of like think of the process of how like people don't need any type of degree or like high school in order to really have a successful career. So like, how do you feel about that? I don't th- you know, for me, I thought about going to college. I thought I wanted to be an electrical engineer. You know, I thought I wanted to go to college and experience everything. But then I sat down by myself. I started going through college applications and I started reading up on how much money electricians do make and all of this. And I was like, you know what? I don't think college is for me, especially since I hated homework. I always procrastinated and I knew I wasn't going to be on top of those term papers or, you know, whatever papers the professor wanted to give, give us that day. So I thought about it and I said, you know, I can make it. I can make my I can make a living for myself just by being an electrician. And you know, I think that really does highlight because I know in this podcast we really like to talk about how is it a better you. Yeah. And I think that by you being able to kind of take a step back and see that college isn't something you want to do because you're not able to to really follow the courses, but you found your passions and you found somewhere in a career that's super well needed right now. And I think, isn't it, in the next few years, it's going to be even more jobs open and more well-paying electrical jobs? Yes, yes. It's super. uh, Right now, the industry is weak because not many kids nowadays want to actually work. I can tell you right now, at my job for the past year, We've gone through about eight kids. It was they're always just quitting or never showing up, and then they want to call out all the time. And my boss tells them, "Nah, it's not like that. It's this real man's job. This isn't no little kid stuff anymore." Because what we do is, is I w- I wouldn't say super dangerous, but you know every job has its dangers and and everything. Right now, what I'm working with mostly is a lot of high voltage motors and. A lot of diesel fluid and gasoline fluid and heating oil fluid everywhere. So I'm always inhaling diesel, gas, or heating oil at one point of the day. Wow. That is really good. It is. Unless you have the proper PPE, you know, the protective equipment that you need. Like the, the respirators, the fire retardant suits, the steel toe boots, the gloves, and everything. Yeah. Wow. So you you would say that at your point in life right now, you're happy with your decision, I'm most right? definitely happy with every, every decision I've made through, I've been, that I've made. So one topic that we had in our previous episode was, you know, how, right? Yep. So would you say that because we're from Lawrence, when you first started, like, figuring out what you wanted to do for your career, do you feel like you were ever at a disadvantage because you had that Lawrence title behind oh, you? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I remember my first electrical job. I walked in, and I was telling everybody a little bit about me. And uh, 
one of the plumbers who just happened to be on the job site. I think he was from like Sudbury or something like that, rich neighborhood. And uh, he came up to me and asked me where I was from. And I said, oh, I'm from Lawrence. The first thing that came out of his mouth was like, oh, don't steal my Honda. No. Yeah, that was the first thing he said to me. I, He asked me who I was. And then that was literally the first thing he said was, oh, don't steal my Honda or anything. And he started laughing as he walked away. Wow. So when you hear things like that, how is it that you still find the motivation to still you know, show up and tell people that no, just because I'm from here doesn't mean that I'm this type of person. I'm still successful because I'm from Lawrence. Exactly what you said right there is what I do. I show up to work. I know I don't have to deal with, with, I know I have to deal with a lot of people, but at the same time, it just keeps to myself most of the time. I get my work done. I let my work speak for itself. You know, I don't want, I don't, Facts. I don't have any, I don't want to quarrel with anybody about anything. I, especially where I'm from. I mean, this city has its, it's downs, don't get me wrong. But it also has a lot of, it also has a lot of positive aspects. Facts. Of course. And that happens everywhere. In the yeah. World. You know, it happens anywhere. So just because it's Lawrence, it's like, oh, who cares at this point, you know? Facts, facts, facts. So for career-wise, um, what type of growth do you see yourself wanting to do in electrical? I right now want to get my journeyman's license, which is the first step of all the licenses for electrical uh right now if i get my journeyman then i'm able to hire an apprentice and to help me in any side work or any jobs that i want but once that's all set once you know i have my foot in the door with all the businesses around here and all that i want to hop up and get my master's electrical electrical license which lets me run a business pretty much and I want to own my own business just because I have friends that do, like, HVAC, plumbing. And I want to open up, like, a general contracting business that has it all. I like that. So, you know, that's what I, that's what I was wondering. You know, that's what – well, not wondering. That's my plan. But after all of that, once – you know, because I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Once all that's all set, I want to go back and actually teach at the tech. Hey, thanks. So giving back to the community. Yeah, I want to give back to the people who gave to me. Because everybody, you know, yeah. people who hire you, they're taking a chance about, oh, this little kid who doesn't know anything, and now he wants a job here, so we'll give him a chance. I want to give back. Yeah. So you feel that you were, the opportunity you had at, at the tech, it's, it allowed you to really, like, flourish yes as a person definitely most definitely man it helped tremendously i think that going to the tech was like the best decision of my life yeah and you know it's funny too because this is another topic too is like oh tech kids so like oh kids who go to tech school um only want to go to work right yep. but i think me and you were both examples as to how tech kids can work and be great and be successful, mm-hmm. or tech kids can still go to college and be successful. Yes, yes. You know. So it's funny because I feel like both of us, when we were in high school, you know, we were the typical old Lawrence tech kids that, you know, I felt like people really didn't think we would be anything. But, you know, I think five years later, four years later, it's really great to see 
that like so many people from our class yeah. are doing great things. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people. Like, look at um, uh, what's it? Eric from electronics? I know he's not really doing electronics, but he now he's making short films and music and all of this, and he's actually. Yeah. I don't know if you heard seen like the previous to the movie or the short movie he has, but it was really mm-hmm. convincing that he was Yeah on, on Twitter the fight. Yeah, team. I was really convinced. I thought for a second I was like, Oh damn. He's actually fighting, but then it came out the next day like, nah, it's a movie. Yeah, I saw that. But uh I mean it's it's wild, you know. I'd love to see that though. Yeah. It's really it's really amusing how I do you remember going going as freshmen? And how everybody was telling us, like, oh, Vogue kids, they only go to the Vogue because they can't do college and the college isn't for them. Do you remember hearing all of that? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's true. For some people, college isn't a thing and it doesn't have to be. But you still have the opportunity to oh, do it. Yeah, dude, I could have gone to college anywhere I wanted. I was yeah. I was honorable. I was fine. I was flourishing everywhere. I actually had an interview with a college from California. They sent me letters. They had a phone interview with me because I thought, I re- like I said, I really thought about going to college, about being an electrical engineer, just making blueprints yeah. for the electricians. That's why. That, see? I mean, you, just, you have opportunities anywhere you go, but you have to do it as a person. Like, you have to find that motivation to want to do it. Oh, yeah motivation i find it hard to have motivation at like 4 a.m when i have to get up for work (laughs) so yeah so what would you think would be like one of the downsides of electrical if there are if there are the downsides is when uh if you're working for a small business then then you run out of work that's a really big downside because nobody's willing to you know, pay you for anything and your boss has to lay you off for maybe a week, maybe two weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. But right now, I think at my job right now, we're steady. I know in the past, they've told me stories about how they had to lay people off just for a couple of weeks because there was no work for anybody because nobody was willing to pay. Yeah. I think that's like a major downfall about that. So, um, do you look? No, I moved. I, I moved out on my own for about a year. I mo- I was living in South. I had my own apartment and everything. But I moved back up to my mom's house up in North because I have certain things that I'm trying to do. Like I'm trying to move out of the the state. So I thought I oh, talked really? to my mom. I was like, "Hey, you mind if I, you know, I'll pay you rent at least, but you mind if I move back in?" Because I want to save up some extra money to move. So uh, right now the goal is to move to Texas that, over in June. That's that's awesome. Yes, sir. Uh, I've actually been to Texas. Uh, last time I was in Texas was in March, and I've actually met up with some like contractors and uh, some electrical maintenance people down there. And, you know, handed out my resume. Hey, hey, I wish you the best. I bet you'll be even more successful over there. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I've, it's nice to be in the South. It's, it's cheap. The houses and everything are way cheaper. I'm, yeah. I'm just looking forward to owning, like, at least an acre or two of land. That's what I'm looking forward <laughs> to. Because an acre or two of land down there is not yeah, the same awesome. price up here. Yeah. 
What's up? You worry about the tornadoes or hurricanes and all the, of that? The, the storms? Yeah. Um, kind of, but I've been researching about it, and I think most definitely I want to like end it over in like the woodlands of Texas, which is more up towards the center, where not many that you know the yeah, ocean yeah. isn't right there or whatever. Yeah, you get rain and flood spots, but I take that over a hurricane or a tornado just hitting down. Yeah, I would too. And I honestly, I'm just you. tired of snow. Snow's annoying. <laughs> you don't like these coast anymore? You know, I, it holds a special place in my heart, but I'm tired of snow. I work outside 365 days a year. I work outside. Yeah. So I know how cold it gets and how windy it gets, how it just sucks. <laughs> well, Texas, I'll have then. I'm with it. I want to travel a little oh, bit definitely. more. Texas is beautiful. There's beautiful, there's beautiful parks. There's beautiful museums. There's everything you can think of down there. When I went down there, it was me and my girlfriend and my daughter. Oh, when, when you went down to yeah, Texas? Yeah, we went down. We went to the Houston Aquarium. We went down to, what is it, Kima, which is by the, is a boardwalk over there. I had no idea that, that even existed. I got to feed a stingray. It was pretty lit, bro. Your best life. Exactly. I was I was the hood Steve Irwin, as they were calling me down there, because I was feeding stingrays. <laughs> like that. <laughs> So you've done really good things, you know, in our short time here in in this beautiful world. If you could give some advice to to a kid younger than you, who is probably who was in the same situation you were five years ago, what would you tell them? I'd tell them to keep pushing through. Don't stop. There's so much more out there in the world. There's so much you can do. It. From where you're from, you only see a small portion. Once you get on a plane and you go to a different place or anything, there's so there's a it's a brand new world. It's a brand new environment. So I would I would tell them just keep going. You're gonna do great. Just full steam ahead. Sorry about that. There we uh, had uh, some technical difficulties. Don't you, buy AirPods. Uh, call that. <laughs> <laughs> just don't buy AirPods. It was something quick <laughs> there. So yeah, especially for the podcast, no no AirPods. We do not like AirPods here. <laughs> it's very weird. But I mean, if Apple wants to, you know, sponsor. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'd take that iPhone 11 Pro. <laughs> if iPhone wants to sponsor us, why not? Thanks. I'll, right, take, I'll s- take the one with the Rochimaru's curse marks in the back. <laughs> <laughs> if Apple wants to sponsor us, by all means. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so we're getting right back into it and the whole topic of having blue collar workers around and you know they're getting less and less of a respect I feel like it's just my opinion right now but I'm seeing a lot of the you know the more of the white collar getting the more respect it's always kind of been like that mm-hmm. but I just appreciate hardworking individuals especially when it comes to manual labor because I everyone understands how hard that shit is because no one would be doing it. I mean, like, not everyone would be doing it, is what I meant to say. Yep. So, when you put into perspective that you have all these blue-collar jobs, right? You need mm-hmm. these jobs. This is what's going to stabilize homes, communities, cities, and eventually 
in a whole entire country is everything embodies from blue collar workers. It starts from the ground up. Yes, Big so we just need to put a little more respect on, you know, blue collar workers, um, you know, treat these people with like the respect that you have for an administrator, you know, a nurse, an engineer, someone who's in a higher role and, you know, just giving out the, the props that they need, man. And really benefiting off these, off these blue collar workers is what these communities do. Houses, just everything. And it's really, really, really impressive as to what you're doing. And if you were, you know, let's say, put a hypothetical situation in here. Mm-hmm. So let's say you grew up like in Florida or something, right? Yep. And you're doing the same exact thing. You went to a tech school. Um, you're going for ele- electrical and stuff like that. But along the ways, you have a multitude of barriers and, you know, um, building blocks along the way and, you know, failures and everyone has a, their fair share of failures. So I just wanted to get a little bit into that. So yep. how do you like, let's say in your hypothetical situation, even though we have realistic real, um, situations of failure in your hypothetical situation of failure, how do you approach it? And what do you do to take step backs and reflect and truly look as to what, how I can learn from this failure or more or less um, a mishap that has happened in your life. So I would actually, after the failure, you know, everybody needs time to be by themselves and reflect upon the whole situation because you're telling yourself, Oh, I could have done this. I could have done that and changed this, but it's, it's too late for that. Now you have to put it in, in your, in your mind into the perspective and say, all right, next time I'm going to triple check, double check, whatever it is I'm doing. And I'm going to have to remember that for next time and continue to keep going forward. Because if you stay right there with the same depression or downside of it, you're not move. You're not going to go forward. You're going to stay stuck in that little rut that you just created for yourself because now you're upset that it happened. And that's all you're going to think about. What, what I like to do is I think about it. I take all my mistakes and I reflect upon it. I bounce ideas off of other people that I've no, I, I know have gone through the same thing. And then I continue forward. I don't like to stay stuck in the past. Yeah. I feel like a lot of individuals who suffer with, you know, something like an anxiety or a depression, you know, they're, they're more or less thinking and less about the future or the past. It's vice versa. Mm-hmm. And a lot of individuals don't really key in on, you know, the following present. And that's what we like to do a lot about this podcast, you know, is just really thinking about yourself in the moment. And if you don't live in the moment, then you're not living a better quality of life. It's just our best opinion. And other individuals are going to have different perspectives on it, which is why we love to hear other people's perspectives on failures and, you know, and successes. And, you know, because we really want to learn as well as to how Mm -hmm. other human beings are feeling. So it's just very key to actually know where do you actually want to do next like what do you actually want to do next rather than that and with failures you have those over and over again it's like a it's like a common cycle yeah uh, between fighting yourself and you know like you said what's gonna happen what should i've done what could i do better and it's all about taking time and time waits for nobody but at the same exact time 
the time that you have is so precious. So major key right there. That's a yeah. major key. Yeah. And that's kind of I know I'm being kind of intuitive here. Uh so what's one thing you wish you had known before going into electric? Uh, oh, all the labor. <laughs> like uh where i work at right now it's about i don't know it's a there's like 40 foot tanks i want to say that you have to climb up to the top to just to check to see if your wiring is done right and since i'm still the apprentice i still get sent up the tank by myself jesus and there's about it's about six acres i want to say of just land that has tanks on it so i have to climb up at least 20 of those tanks a day? Sometimes. Not not every day, but there's days where, like, Thursday, I think it was, that I actually had to climb, like, five different tanks because I'm the prince. I have to go check. Jesus. So it's it's 40 feet up in the air, so you have to climb on these stairs that most likely haven't been tacked or rewelded since they were, I don't know, about 15, 20 years now. So sometimes you start, you know... You take one step and the whole thing starts shaking, and it's like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> but then, so essentially, uh, it's just so. I just get mad that I'm an apprentice still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's all about the grind, right? Oh, hell yeah. And that's the thing about those manual labor jobs and blue collar jobs. As long as it takes to you actually get into a higher position, it's just, it feels like you appreciate it so much more. Yeah. And because you literally are like the rags to riches. At that point. Yep. And so forward. And what are some of the best resources that that has truly helped you around, along the way of your path of becoming a journeyman and eventually a master's? Uh, right now, like the biggest, the biggest thing, the biggest helpful thing is just getting a code book, a up-to-date year code book for, that actually has specific rules for your state that you live in. Like I have a... 2017 National Electric Code. They re- they re- they update it every what three four years. So I think the next one comes out in January this next year actually. And the one that I have was a gift from my father. Actually, he gave me one that a more expensive version that has tabs and it has the Massachusetts amendments pretty much, which is just the general rules and statements for this state alone. And that is really big because on your test, they will ask you about what state you're in and how, how these rules differ from your state. That is a big, that is a big piece of what you need to understand everything. So let's say, you know, moving down to Texas works out. And so you would have to completely learn a new entire, I guess, agenda, huh? Not necessarily. From what I understand right now that I've talked to from the electricians down there, they've told me once I get my journeyman's or master's or whatever I end up getting up here in math, once I move down to Texas, I can retake the test. And the only parts I would really have to relearn is just the state questions. Because it's going to be all all electrical is pretty much the same throughout everywhere in this country. The only places that differ is from each country individually. Like, not all electricity is the same. Like, uh, the colors we have up here differ from Europe. The colors we have up here are black, white, and green. Europe is blue, red, and I think it's brown. 
That's interesting. But yeah. there's a, like a set foundation of what electrical is. Yes, there and is. A, diff- in, okay. In this book, it tells you. The book itself is just the minimum requirements of what it is that you're doing. It's not, and it's not even a whole. It's not like a textbook, per se. It's telling you the minimum requirements, and it's telling you. These are little key factors that you need to know. If you choose to follow them, okay. But if you don't choose to follow them, that's on you. Hmm. So what kind of is electrical code? Like what what goes part into the code that is electrical? So you have different things like definitions of certain words. So basically it is a textbook. It's just (laughs) definitions of certain words uh, telling me... uh, an outlet, uh, what height it should be at for different apartments or different houses. Like, not every house or apartment is going to be the same. Some apartments are for handicapped people, some for, you know, people who don't have any disabilities. So, obviously, if you're wheelchair-bound and your outlet is in a corner, you're not going to be able to reach it unless you throw yourself off the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So, these hand- these handicapped units that we, uh, that we, that we uh, build have to have outlets away from the corners at different heights. And if you're in a wheelchair, you're not going to be able to reach a uh, switch to turn on the light that's way higher than you are. Facts. So, obviously, we have to make sure we know we ask the person who owns the building what's the apartment or house or room or whatever, what it is for specifically. And it just gives you all the information you need, like formulas and tables and charts about every little thing like right now my main the, my code book is getting so used right now i'm actually i'm actually tearing the pages from one section alone which is the motor section because that's all i work on mm-hmm. the electrical like motors mm-hmm. you know how many motors you use a day without knowing <laughs> probably a lot <laughs> think about it so you go like, in your car you go in your car what's in your car the fans, everything's electrical. Everything's electrical in the car. You put down your window. There's a motor to bring down your window. You turn on your windshield wipers. There's a motor to turn those on. To turn over the engine, it's, it's a motor. Everything you touch is pretty much a motor nowadays. You don't yeah. even know it. You know, it's weird because I think people don't really think, like, think or analyze like how important electrical is. Because literally how we live our lives now we would not be doing this without electricians. Like, we wouldn't have phones. We wouldn't have computers. We wouldn't have our cars. We wouldn't have lights. To be honest, we wouldn't have anything. anything. (laughs) I've gone over this. It's one of the most fundamental. It's the most fundamental unit for our society to move fast the way it does. Yeah. We move so fast because of electricity. (laughs) And, of course, easy. And, of course, like, additional technologies and stuff like that. But, literally, you can have an electric stove, yeah. microwave, car, Xbox, m- scooter. Xbox <laughs> like, bro, like, literally, <laughs> Xbox is a big one. <laughs> that's, like, a big, that's a major factor. So I'm saying. Uh. Yeah, I'm just telling you, man, those blue-collar workers, you've got to give it up to them, man, because... They should be getting the most respect because this is what is making the society move. Can you think about a world without blue-collar workers if everybody just happened... Like, right now, every blue-collar worker on this planet just disappeared. 
How would the yeah. world sustain itself? How would buildings be made? How would anything work? It wouldn't. Yeah, nothing. 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 Would yeah, but that's why I hate that there's such a, like, you know, there's some, I'm not going to say all people. No, I, I mean, know. There's no. a lot of people that, you know, obviously respect the blue collar workers and they know their value, but there's a lot of individuals who are just ignorant out there. And that's just what you're going to get, though. That's, that, that's life. And, you know, they, it's not like they, like, I guess, don't know at all. It's just, it's the lack of them wanting to know that what goes into blue collar working, you know? Yep. Blue collar working is life right now. And it's I... great to have someone like you explain to other members of this society to actually, you know, put a little bit more respect on blue collar workers. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> like, it irks me when I see people working like on bridges and stuff and I see people just not caring about the cones that they place for their the worker safety. It pisses yeah. me off, man. It's irking because these people are putting their lives on the line to help you in your traffic in your traffic situations. They're making a bridge bigger, and all of a sudden you're just gonna disrespect them by going around their cones. Like God forbid you hit one of their pieces of equipment yeah. and knock the whole bridge down. Now you're a dick. Yep. Or people who like speed on the highway when they're doing construction on the highway too. Oh, that's like me off, man. Blue blue collar workers make the world go around just like anyone else. Big facts. Yeah, not everyone needs college, and I feel like that was that was like the main focus of of me. Like I didn't need college. I mean, I could have gone, but I yeah. just chose not to go because I didn't think I needed it. I don't think I needed yeah. to know like the facts about in the the day of independence that we have. Like I haven't I haven't had to use the fact that Abraham Lincoln was our president for any reason in my career. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true, man. There's a and lot there, of useless there shouldn't classes. Be shame. Yeah, there shouldn't be shame yeah. to not going to school. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like a lot of people go through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, absolutely. This is literally you, an like, example. You're what's good. All right, <laughs> so let's say y'all both went to the tech school. If mm-hmm. you guys could redo, like if you guys could repick your, your career paths and anything, what did you think would be your career path? If I had a restart? Yeah, if you had a restart, you and Christian, if you all can go to the tech and restart as freshmen, as the, as the Reggie Wedgies. <laughs> <laughs> that's, re- that's a really tough question. I mean, uh, I think for myself, I'd still stay in healthcare. You think so? You wouldn't, be would. able, you wouldn't transfer down to like a, a construction trade or anything else or a hospitality trade as it's called now? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Actually, I would have to really think about hospitality or, like, management. Like, I'd probably try to do marketing or something so I could, like, go out of school with a management position. Okay. What about you, Yeah. Um, honestly, I've gotten into a lot about food. So and culinary. probably culinary, yeah, to be honest. Um. There's a lot of money to be made in food. Let me tell you something right now. You know how much money alone I spend on food? <laughs> yeah, me too. A lot. <laughs> a lot, bro. Most it's of my one tech. of the biggest economy makers, bro. Like, it's what makes the economy flow, bro. A lot of food. Because it's the fundamental part of eating, you know? In it's so honesty, wild. 
let's say I went back, I probably would go back to be a mechanic, just so I wouldn't have to deal with car troubles. <laughs> Could do it yourself, right? Yeah, I'd be. I'm tired. Like I just spent what a hundred something dollars just fixing my car right now. And yeah. they told me it was something I could have done myself. I was like, oh, I hate y'all. Yeah, I know. That's the worst. When they tell you, yeah, it's my fast. And I'm just like, what? Then why are you charging me that much money for it, bro? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it should be free if it's that easy. <laughs> you should have told me I would have worked in your garage. Damn. <laughs> I would have done this myself. <laughs> Give me the greasy clothes, man. I'll do this. <laughs> the oily. Give me some gloves, son. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh man, I can't tell you how many clothes I've stained with just the same type of oil at work. Damn. And you can't take it off. No, it's just there forever. Yeah, it's there. Like my, there was I had a stain in my old car when I first started working there. I had a stain on the carpet that used to piss me off because I knew exactly what it was, just from work. It's the Uh, same type of oil that the mechanics use. Yeah. And it was just there, and it used to irk me every time I saw it because it wasn't coming out. You hate to see that. You hate that. Oh, I hate that too. I hate stains. Oh, stains are worse, man. <laughs> so, I always found this interesting to find someone else, you know, because most of the guests on the podcast have been like somewhat healthcare related, most mm-hmm. of them. And, you know, if you think about it, what's, I want to like listen to a perspective from like a non working person in the healthcare facility or, or the healthcare industry, what are your thoughts overall, just on a broad spectrum, you can go on anything of your views on healthcare. Healthcare is expensive. Huh. That is some expensive stuff. Like I'm on my, my father's insurance until like the age of 26 and I am trying to get everything done because I know once I'm off that insurance, it's going to, I'm going to, it's going to be like, a fox just trying to survive. <laughs> like, Damn, I got to pay all this. I'm already taking money out of my paycheck for my retirement fund and uh, stocks that I'm invested in and everything. Not to mention, now I got to start spending money on health insurance, making sure I'm okay. Like recently in February, I sprained my ankle. I was out of work for about a week. And the only thing that covered it was my jobs insurance, my jobs workman's yeah. comp insurance. If I sprained my ankle outside of work and I couldn't show up to work for a week, you know how screwed I'd be on a bill, on any bills. It's true, man. It's fact. You mentioned that the doctors have to charge you a massive amount of money to tell you, oh, yeah, well, it's not broken. Yep. <laughs> you got that right. It's, it's crazy. It, it's, I remember walking, I remember limping into the doctor's office. And she's looking at me. She's like, I think you're in pain. It's like, yeah, no shit. (laughs) Dude, my ankle. Look at it. She's like, oh, it might be broken. We should x-ray it as she's like poking it. And I was like, oh, my God. Once they gave me my x-rays back, she's like, I got good news and I got bad news. I'm like, well, what's the bad news? She's like, it's sprained. I was like, okay, we knew this. (laughs) She's like, the good news. (laughs) It's not broken. We kind of wish it was broken, though. I was like, what does that even mean? You're a doctor. You're not supposed to tell me this. And she <laughs> said, uh, if it was broken, you wouldn't feel it as much. Yeah, that's true. Because oh, all, the, all the ligaments are inflamed in your ankles, and that's yeah. what's really causing the pain. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I, like you guys said, I have no knowledge of, of the... I can tell you where some things on the body are, but that's from biology class in high school. But everything yeah. else is just... 
Facts. And then she no, was telling true. me all of this. It's just, it, and then when I got the, my company got the bill, they showed it to me just to like see like. Oh, oh they get the bill? Yeah. For, for workman's oh, comp and all of that? Sheesh. My company had to pay it. I didn't, I got to see it. They sent it to my house and then I sent, I gave it to my boss. He's like, oh, well, we'll send it to the insurance agency. Yeah. It was over like $700. Yeah. I mean, just yeah, to bro. even like go into the office, they charge you like $500. Yeah, bro. It's a Dude, lot of money. The crutches they that. gave me that I barely used, they, they cost $150. <laughs> and then they gave me an air cast. That was like seventy five. I was like, bro, I could have gone to CVS for five dollars and gotten a sauce <laughs> or something on this. Yep. And that's one of the big fails from, from healthcare. It's, it's not. So it's not affordable. Money. Yeah. And yeah, it shouldn't be that way. They're yeah. just greedy. Yeah, a lot of people are just greedy, man. And <sighs> it's fun to always see another perspective. It's always fun. It is. Yeah. It's like doctors save lives, but. I understand you save lives and all of this, but sometimes people just need basic health. You don't need a, I don't need a whole CT scan because I sprained my ankle. I don't need a whole x-ray. Like you can see it. And I've known meant like the doctors I've had over the years since I've gone, they've all told me their experiences and everything. And they can just look at me and say, Oh, that's wrong. Yeah. If usually if you can put weight on it, they don't get an x-ray. Cause that means it's not broken. Or yeah. you didn't tear something, but that doctor might have just wanted some money. Mm-hmm. I, she 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 irks me. She just kept poking it, and it's just annoying. Why do you do that? Why are you guys like this? Yeah, man, it's unfortunate. And um, when you really think about it, putting all these perspectives together, you know, trying to find a middle ground is so hard to do, bro. And yeah. And that comes with anything, you know, an argument, you know, or, or just literally financial stability. There's, there's always trying to have a middle ground. That's just the way our society works. But when it comes to healthcare, there's just, I don't think there'll ever be a middle ground. No, not until Vic's a doctor and, you know, everybody's <laughs> free healthcare. <laughs> I'm being helping everybody. Every, yeah, Vic's bringing the doctors to the hood and taking care of everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, for the low. For the low, low. you mean $3.99, baby. <laughs> I'd be like a four for four. <laughs> I'd do four things for you for four dollars. I'm with it. I'm with it. It'd be like a four I'll build you the hospital. <laughs> oh, shit. It'd be like freaking McDonald's. I got the dollar menu in there. I'll give you one dollar <laughs> for an ass. Some Tylenol. The ibuprofen. That's, that's the... Oh, your number one seller would be the Vicks because Vicks cures everything in his Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say Vicodin, but... <laughs> <laughs> that only works for extreme pain. <laughs> That's true. But Vicks yeah. still works. Oh, man. I'm a cure-all. I cure everything. There you go. <sighs> Spring your ankle, put Vicks on it. Hell yeah. Got a bullet in your yeah. kneecap? Put Vicks on it. It'll work. It'll work. <laughs> <laughs> the old school way, man. The old school way. The old school. That and Robitussin. Oh, you know how many bottles? Have you guys ever had Robitussin? Yeah. You know how many mm-hmm. bottles of that I was given to as a kid? <laughs> a lot? 
Unbelievable, huh? We were, we've always had in my household when I was younger. There was at one point in time where I think there was like four bottles of Robitussin in the house. Everybody had one in their room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy shit! Oh man! Oh man! All right, well, the good back. old days, man. That's the good crazy. old days. <laughs> Ten years ago, huh? Something like that. Ten years ago, yeah, it was. We're a lot more. That was 12, 10 years ago. Yeah. We're a lot more removed than middle school and high school than we think, man. (laughs) It's been a while. Yeah. It's kind of scary to think about, but, you know, we keep moving forward. Exactly. Kind of like, you know, the tailoring of like this, this podcast title in our, you know, our whole segment of like, so what now? So, I mean, Lewis, like, what's next for you, man? What do you want to achieve? My next big goal is to get these licenses and provide for my family. I want to be able to have my last name out there somewhere on a billboard or trucks and telling everyone, like, use my electrical business. We're the best around. I want to be able to put other people out of business and or have them recruited into my business. Like, I want to take over the electrical world. Let's go, son. I like that energy. <laughs> number one. We don't take no second place. Yeah, it's top two, and I ain't number two. Hell yeah. Baby good for Berkeley. you, man. Good for you, man. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Especially with the baby. You know, you get if when you once you have a kid, it's like, ah, uh, well, I kind of have to leave a mark or something and give her. So I want to give her something to bounce off from. Yeah, yeah. So she can be successful, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Damn, man. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate bro. it I'm so glad much. you man. had me on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait for the next episode when you down in Texas, and we'll see how that's going. We're going to do it live. We're going to do it from the beach. <laughs> Just to make us jealous. I like that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lewis. We appreciate it, man. Nah, man. Thank you, guys. All right, bro. Enjoy your Saturday.